0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Strictly anonymous podcast. Conversations with authors op- Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Twitter or Instagram, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, this is a call in advice show where I talk to people about all kinds of things. A lot of times people don't want advice. They're just calling in to talk about like their naughty private lives. Uh, everybody remains anonymous on my show. That's why it's called Strictly Anonymous. I change everybody's voice if you want advice. For any kind of problem or you just want to call in to share your naughty secret life, send me an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. I love speaking to women. So if you're a female and you're listening to this show and you want to be on, send me an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Today I do have on a female. Her name is Julie. Julie called so long ago. I still have so many episodes I taped so long ago. <laughs> ready to be aired. That's why I'm airing more episodes now. Now I air episodes every Sunday and Wednesday. And I think I'm going to add on fetish Fridays and air some episodes on Fridays too, because I have so many already taped. But, um, Julie called me a long time ago in the middle of COVID. And, uh, she had just got kind of dumped by a guy. She was dating a guy she met on Tinder, but the twist with the guy was that he was married and she knew going in that he was married. Okay. She went into that relationship with a married man and got fucking taken for a ride and then she it all ended his wife actually found out um but there's back there's so much backstory to this st- episode she was Raised in the Mormon community. She had a lot of abandonment in her life with her father and her mother. She had an abusive ex husband that she left. She had recently moved to Salt Lake City. She had left her religion. She was going through a lot, and this dysfunctional relationship showed up in her life and she took it. But it ended. And, you know, she called in because I think she was still a little confused about. The ride she had just went on. And I feel like been there fucking done that. Okay, I've been in lots of bad relationships and were taken and whatever. And that's where she was at. Okay, don't go on YouTube and trash her for what she did. Listen to her whole story. Nobody's perfect. People do fucked up things. That's just life. Okay, leave her fucking alone. And don't comment about me talking too much in this episode because when people call up looking for advice, which she did, I give it to them, which means I have to fucking talk. This is the middle of COVID. Both of us hadn't talked to people in a long time. (laughs) So we talked away. I assume she is in a much better place now because this was a long time ago, though she had just ended a bad relationship. I really believed that she was right in front of like things really turning for the better in her life. I really felt that for her. I think her story is super interesting. So I'm going to be right back on with Julie. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hey, Julie, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I am good. How are you? I'm good. So listen, um, I've had other Mormons on the show and I always get a little excited because I always have all these questions about the whole Mormon religion because it's fascinating to me. I forget because I haven't had on a Mormon in a while, but like there's a lot of interesting things, you know, that go on or that you're raised to believe in the Mormon community that has to do with sex, right? And then I always have all the the people who I've had on my show have all these crazy sexual experiences. <laughs> so it's always, you know... Maybe is it interesting or is it a coincidence or is that what happens when like you repress people so much? I don't know. But I do know that you emailed me and there's like a lot of stuff going on and I was a little confused.
1: So I don't know where you want to start. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just basically called to kind of vent and get stuff off my chest. Maybe like I don't talk to people very often. So I'm kind of a loner. I'm just
0: saying I'm confused <laughs> because you wrote in as a different name. And I didn't know whether you were a man or a woman. And you said a lot of his and hers and wife's and there was a lot of drama going on. So I do, so and I didn't know. who. Totally. So that's why I don't really remember the exact scenario. So just give me like the overview of the scenario.
1: And then I'm going to ask all the questions. Totally. Yeah. Um, basically I got out of a bad marriage and right. moved to Salt Lake City and I was raised Mormon and very, just kind of very repressed actually. and yes. always told that everything was bad, you know, the whole story. Mm-hmm. but um, And so basically I just hadn't been with anybody else in 15 years. Like My ex wasn't Mormon or anything, but um, I was just very, like, sexually repressed and, like, very—everything was bad, you know. How long were you married for? For 15 years? Yeah, for 15 years from the time I was 21, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, basically, I left that relationship right before the pandemic hit and just kind of landed in Salt Lake City. And I was raised in the church in Portland, Oregon, which is way more liberal and way less like Mormon. So like I had kind of more of a free like upbringing and stuff. But then coming to Salt Lake, all of a sudden it was like really a culture shock. It was like, whoa.
0: What brought you to Salt Lake? Like, why did you choose that when you got divorced?
1: Um, Because my brother is here and my niece and they're like the only people I know. So
0: is family, Right.
1: Yeah, family related. So, um, yeah, basically, like, I just got here, had only been with one person for, like, the last 15 years and just started going on Tinder, Mm -hmm. and I just met a married guy, and he's totally Mormon and has, like, the huge family and everything else and the temple marriage and everything else like that, and it was just, I guess, like a shocking experience for me like I don't I don't know it just kind of put me down this rabbit hole that I've never been before because I've always been so like prude and sexually repressed and I just feel like uh I don't know it was just like an eye-opening like whole experience for me I think like I've listened to your podcast in the past like I kind of purposely didn't before I called you because I just wanted to have like a fresh mind about it but I mean the stuff people talk about on your show is totally like beyond my realm. You know what I'm saying? So
0: yeah, but but I love. I have to say, and I say this a lot on my intro. Like even if you have a regular problem, call into my show. You know about love or sex or relationships because I love that stuff too, and I think that stuff is really relatable. You know so. You don't have to have crazy sex stories, but I wonder, because you said that, you know, dating this married man or whatever you did with him, like, sent you down a rabbit hole. I mean, how did you start dating him to begin with? Like, did he tell you he was married? Did it come up after you liked
1: him? Did you find out later on? Yeah, just from Tinder, like, I had never even been on Tinder before last year, and the whole, like, online dating thing was totally shocking to me, like, I was totally out of touch with it, and so I just put myself out there with, like, a sexy picture, not even knowing what I wanted, just, like, a rebound, you know, and this guy, like... I swiped through, you know how it is, so many hundreds of people.
0: (laughs) No, I don't. I've never done Tinder. You
1: haven't? Oh, my God. It's a shit show. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But anyways, I met a couple people and, like, kissed a little and touched or whatever. But then, like, this one guy, I just totally was, like, that one's mine. And I just, like, we started chatting. And he did tell me on Tinder that he was married. Like, he didn't put it in his profile. But... I went forward with it, like, knowing that he was married and not having any expectations of it, you know, but still it was just, like... I don't know. I guess I'm trying to process, like, why I even did it, you know, and, like, what does it all mean? Could it be because you were, like,
0: it could be on some level, and I have to ask you a million more questions and listen to more of the story, um, but it could be because you really weren't ready for a relationship, so there was some, there was a, there was some sort of safety in that, you know what I mean? You smelled, you smelled his unavailability, and you were like, that's my guy, because maybe you're (coughs) not available
1: yet. (laughs) No, I'm not totally divorced yet, so, yeah, there's that, too, and, like, I never told him that or anything, (laughs) but not that that even matters, honestly, in a scenario like that. It's, like, fucking around, you know, so... I don't know. Like I guess I'm just it's been exactly one month since we haven't contacted each other since his like wife found out and it blew up and everything and so Oh
0: yeah, yeah. You gotta slow down. You gotta slow down. Okay, first I wanna ask you <laughs> first of my first question that it goes back to your, your other relationship. Were you um were you a virgin when you married your husband?
1: No. I had some sexual experience. Like my family was kind of the black sheep Mormon family and uh-huh. I always was kind of rebellious I guess is how my family would probably put it but um yeah I know I had a boyfriend at 17 that I had sex with I had probably some traumatic sexual experiences early on like I remember like I mean the first time I watched porn was probably like six years old I mean honestly I think people in my generation like are exposed to it pretty young you know so how old are you I kind of knew
0: I'm 37. Okay, right. So, so it was around. It was on the computer. You could just go to your mom's yeah. computer and just, like, find it.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. or in their bedroom or right? something like that. Uh-huh. So, yeah, no, I just remembered always feeling really, like, sexual. Like, I always wanted to, like find somebody that I could have sex with, like, all the time, like, a lot. But, like, that didn't really (laughs) happen in my marriage. That did it? That did it? No, like, I don't think me and my ex ever had, like, a strong, like, sexual chemistry. So I'm trying to, like, find that now, I think. Did
0: you have it before
1: him? Maybe with, like, my first boyfriend, I guess. There was a lot of, like, sexual energy. Like, he cheated on me and blah, blah, but... Um, I didn't have very like really my ex husband that I married when I was twenty one was the first real relationship I had like I hooked up with some guys before that like I lived in Portland and partied and stuff like that from the age of like sixteen to twenty one is when I got married but yeah my dad died young and I didn't have anyone looking over me and I just kind of did whatever the fuck I wanted from sixteen right on. right where was your mom. Oh she got remarried really quick and kind of just ditched out on me and my brothers and um, started a whole new thing (laughs) and I don't even like talk to her like so what were you home alone where the fuck were you living yeah honestly like I just threw parties at my parents house and had people from Portland over and I had like my grandparents lived close by and some family like some Mormon family and I'm sure they were like worried about me but I just did whatever the fuck I wanted I just smoked weed and drank. And
0: And is that why you got married so young? Because it was like a sense of stability for you to just like, you know, sort of plant yourself somewhere?
1: I think so. Like I lived in a ski town when I met my ex husband when I was twenty one. Like I snowboarded and stuff and worked at a resort there. And like everyone just kinda left town in the summer and we were just there. And that's how we met. And it was kind of just random. But So, yeah, I don't know. Um, Because that's young to get married
0: at 21. I mean, I think sometimes I get it when it's like religious reasons because it's in your church and that's the only way you could have sex. But even though you were Mormon, you were living in a, you were s- still in a very unconventional family, I think more so because of what happened with your father and your mother than the fact that you were Mormon. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: Yeah, for sure. It was pretty dramatic, for sure.
0: Yeah, and there was like no restriction. There was barely any restrictions on you. I mean, it was kind of no, like a free-for-all. Yeah, yeah. It was like the opposite.
1: Yeah. So... I don't know. I guess like I got married young, yeah, because I kind of felt that expectation from my family because like I have a huge family. Like I have like 100 cousins and tons of aunts and uncles.
0: Oh, yeah. There's a polygamist someplace involved in this story, right? Was that your
1: father? Well, um, I just kind of know polygamists. Um, oh, okay. that aren't too far removed from the church. And okay. like the married guy that I was seeing, like he comes from polygamous lineage and he lives in like on in a neighborhood that used to be like owned by polygamists right? stuff. It's just here in Salt Lake city. Like it's still here, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can almost kind of tell when you walk around, there's certain like houses where you're like, wait, there's like four or five houses and they all share one yard and one like place that like, what's going on here? Like, oh, and that's, that's so and funny. I'm, like I'll just knock on the door and be like, Hey, I'm.
0: available. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking.
0: Maybe it was in your family. Cause you said you have hundreds of cousins. How do you have hundreds of cousins?
1: I have, on each of my parents' side, they came from a big family, like six and seven siblings. And right, 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 all I get it. These these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really crazy. So, yeah, I've kind of, I don't talk to any of my family, actually, like, um, literally, I just... Um, especially just the past month I've been taking time to myself but
0: um how come did something happen over, out of nowhere that like cuz I think you said you didn't you have you really didn't talk to your mother because she was kind of absent and just got remarried right and yeah. left you on your own who was the family that was pressuring you because then you said I had pressure for my family was it all these other oh, people in your
1: family there are aunts and uncles that still try to like contact me cuz they feel bad for me or they'll try to send like, missionaries over, like, it's been a while since the church has tried to contact me, like, I officially resigned once I got to Salt Lake City, because I just saw it in my face more, and I'm like, fuck all this, and I just officially, finally resigned, and got, like, the certificate. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, um, so, yeah, I know, that's what i like, My dad died really traumatically, and his siblings kind of try to contact me sometimes, I think, just out of guilt.
0: How old were you when your dad died?
1: I was 16, like almost 17, and that's when, yeah, I just started having, I just made my own choices. I didn't make all bad choices. Like, I went to college, and I got some education, and I take care of myself. Mm -hmm. I have a job. Like, I had, I ran a business. I made six figures up until like a couple years ago. Like I'm okay. Yeah. Know? That's amazing. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Considering. I mean, I think like it's always interesting to me, the age that, uh, you know, a parent or someone close to you dies. My mom's dad died when she was 16. And I think that that's like, listen, I think any age is horrifying for someone to lose their parent yeah. or their child, but different ages, I think it affects different. Right. And I just think at 16, You know, that's really hard because you're old enough to really know what's going on. And you're in a weird age where you just want to be with your friends and everything. And you got this other thing. And if and you said he died like really tragically or what did what was the word you use? Like, yeah.
1: He killed himself. He was going through a divorce with my mom and with Mormons. That's like very dramatic. Like they don't get divorced. Like
0: this guy that I
1: was seeing just now, like he's not going to get divorced. I don't expect him to or want him to, you know what I mean? Like it's just not a thing. And like it was even more, I think now so though, it's more kind of accepted per se because so many people have like killed themselves and stuff. Like I have a cousin here in Salt Lake that killed himself. Like, Suicide is kind of prevalent like because of
0: all the restrictions and what the, the kind of guilt that they put on people. So for your, for your father, it was like, he's, something's happening to him that is not acceptable.
1: He was exposed in a way like that was very shaming to him and put on display and very (sighs) traumatic to where he just felt alone. You know what I'm saying? So I try to advocate of just helping people and supporting them and, just loving people regardless. You know what I mean? That's the takeaway I got from that. And is
0: that why you stopped talking to your mother? Because did you feel like it was partly her fault? Like, I mean, because was it an ugly divorce or?
1: Yeah, like it was kind of totally her fault. Like Mormon Mormon women are known to be just really dramatic and gossipy. And she just like... I don't know. She just doesn't know how to keep her mouth shut. And she just is a very disrespectful like person. And yeah, I don't know. I don't get along with her at all. I've just decided to cut like toxic people out of my life, you know, regardless.
0: Well, listen, I mean, what happened back when you were 16? I mean, that probably left a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, it's on so many different levels. That's horrifying because both of your parents are involved. Here's one parent that died tragically and killed themselves. You have to deal with that. And then On another level, you only have one parent left, but this parent now you're not feeling good about because of their involvement. You know, so here you are at 16 left with no one almost, right? I mean, you know, so that's uh, that's hardcore.
1: Yeah, and it was either like go along with their religion and get help from certain family members because there was people trying to help me but I just didn't want to be a part of that religion like right so I just decided not to like take the help from people and not get like sucked into that mentality or you know so
0: because you because you probably looked at that religion killed your father I mean that's yeah mm-hmm. in a lot
1: of ways for yeah sure. just I feel like it's a mental illness, honestly. <laughs> like it's I'm laughing but it's not funny. Like it's, right. it's fucked. Me.
0: And yeah. you just recently was were able to get out of it legally.
1: Is yeah, that what you said? You can I mean, legally you- resign. Yeah, but they give you a hard time about doing it. So just like once I got to Salt Lake City because there's just literally a church everywhere and temples too. Like I lived in central Oregon before where I would drive by a Mormon church maybe once a month at the most and there's no temple or anything and some of my mormon family lived in central oregon but i could kind of avoid them but here in salt lake city it's just like in your face and it's everywhere and the vibe is just like in the air and so i was just like fuck all this and i finally just Revive Indifference
0: League. But it's interesting because you weren't in Salt Lake all this time, right? Like you were no. dealing with this from very far. And then when you really came back to like the homeland, <laughs> it was like yeah. so in your face that it finally made you like cut the ties. And maybe that's exactly what you needed to be in the center sure, of yeah. it to really say, enough is enough. I'm done. Yeah, for sure. For
1: sure. Yeah. So yeah. but I
0: know that you said that your guy that you married was physically abusive.
1: Yeah, he was like and that's just what made me finally leave. Like after like the fourth occurrence of that, like he never was up until like the year before we split up.
0: What do you think drove him after? Because you were with him for 15 years. So what do you think? Was there a change that happened to him? Or was he always sort of working towards that? Like you saw little signs of it, I would think, throughout your marriage? Well, and then. Yeah, I did see signs like yeah. red
1: flags for sure to where if I could go back in time, I would just like dump him probably within the first year. But what were those
0: red flags?
1: Just escalation over little things for no reason uh-huh. and, like, gaslighting. And, like, I've read a lot about narcissistic behavior now, and I study a lot of psychology stuff and read a lot of stuff but uh-huh. to try to figure my own self out and whatever. But, um yeah, just, like, he came from an abusive past, too. Yeah. And I just think, like, with him coming from an abusive past and me coming from a traumatic past, like, We didn't align, we just, like, forced each other to align, like, we shouldn't have ever been together, like, we both had too much trauma and was too young, you know, getting married just for all the wrong reasons.
0: You were, I think it's always very powerful for a woman who is in a physically abusive marriage or even just, even if it's mental abuse, if it's from a narcissist, that's hardcore shit. Okay. So to be able to really release yourself from that kind of situation is huge growth for you. Mm -hmm. And, 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 uh, and, you know, I feel like we don't wind up with that person unless we're damaged to begin with. So, you know, whether it was him or the next guy, you were going to maybe have to learn that lesson and and find that strength within yourself. And now here you are. And I think that that's really great that you got to that place, you know, and didn't because it's, it's hard, especially when the physical abuse starts. I think a lot of people look at those kinds of situations all the time. and They're like, why don't you just fucking leave? But it's like, duh, yeah. psychology 101. You know, you get more yeah. entangled and it's it's less likely that you're going to leave. So it's, it's you know, kudos to you and that you were able to. You know, how did you c- get that strength to leave?
1: Um, I just finally realized, like, I watch a lot of, I uh, used to watch a lot of shows just, like, about true crime and stuff and yeah. how physical abuse starts escalating. Yeah. And I just realized, like... You're going to wind up in a, a ditch. ditch. Yeah. And, like... I we had a really successful business which made it hard to leave too because we were doing the best ever like financially. So mm-hmm. I think you know, that makes it hard and just history and just not feeling like you don't have any options or resources. And I finally just snapped and I left, yeah, in the middle of the night at like four AM and just caught a flight to Phoenix and just called him and was like, I'm done, you know, so Was he shocked? Yeah, but he still, like, to this day hasn't said anything that would make me want to get back together with him. You know, like, that's never going to happen. Like, I think he thinks he's still worthy of me reconciling with him, but he, you know, hasn't said what I need to hear or will never do that. So I'm never going to go back to that
0: he's probably not capable and he probably has a lot of things like like a sick ego and a lot of other kinds oh, of tendencies yeah. that would never allow him yeah. to say those right words you know what I mean exactly. which is good exactly. because you would never want to go back to that do you know what I mean like it's no. it's a good thing no. for you but this guy that you're with now is he are you still with him or is that broken up like the guy the married guy
1: no he, the married guy broke up exactly a month ago, and he just ended with him saying, like, I'm in trouble, block this number, like, his wife's number. And, yeah, she contacted me a couple times and is probably stalking me on social media or something.
0: How did his wife find out? Is he the one that had a wife that fucked a 50-year-old babysitter? I don't even... This is where your yeah. your email to me was very confusing. I'm like, whose wife is fucking yes. the babysitter? And is the babysitter a woman or a man? Like, this is, no. like... So-
1: What the fuck? It's just public knowledge because, like, I want to see who the fuck's, like, stalking me. So, of course, I looked this person's name up and that's how I found out she fucked babysitter it's just on mine you know she went to jail for it
0: what? So, wait so this yeah. guy that your date that you were dating that's married and he's on tw- tinder with his face on there that you could just like swipe right yeah. and all her friends could see him this is like fuck yeah. it okay, so you start dating him He and he's open about it like yeah I'm married and you're like okay yeah. and then how does his wife find out about you he's so sloppy he was I mean he's bound he to get caught yeah of course he's sloppy to be on tinder i think he almost wanted to get caught or something. what yeah
1: yeah he said he didn't care if he got caught so it's like obviously okay. i was, just, yeah, I was but, like just don't get me in trouble <laughs> like, yeah but of you course know. you're gonna
0: get in trouble wait so so he told you though straight up like i don't care if i get caught yeah he just said it a couple times like oh this is worth it and whatever you know so how long did you date him b- before she found out Um, nine months. Since,
1: like, last April, like, right before the virus, or right after the virus hit, like, um, yeah, I had just got to Salt Lake City in February, then started going down the rabbit hole of online dating, and then met him in April, and it just, like, broke up on the 13th of last month, so we... Saw each other a couple times a week during that time and he would just text me all day long like I don't understand it I guess is my thing like he's a 44 year old guy that's married with four kids he's been married since he was like 17 and I just guess I don't know like his perspective of it like why did he tell me he loved me and all this like why did he go so deep into this like but still wants to, like, stay married. You know, I don't know. I guess that's just a part of it I don't quite understand.
0: It could be so loaded. You know, I mean, first of all, does he... Ha- and he's yeah. he caught his wife cheating, right? I mean, how, how did he... St- and how did he get through that?
1: Yeah, I never spoke to him about it directly, but... um he had to have, because she went to jail. I mean, he had to have... Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? So the 15-year-old the was a woman or... Was a
0: female or a male? A was boy. A, a boy babysitter? So they hired a boy babysitter for their kids? Yeah, they had four kids, yeah. Okay, and so they... And how did they... Did, was she having, like, an affair with this babysitter? Do you know the story? Was it in
1: the paper? I think so, yeah. In the paper, yeah. So there's, like, love letters and stuff, so... Oh like they had a <laughs> And <laughs> um, he stayed
0: with her. Yeah. Yeah, that says a lot about him. <laughs> I know. No, I mean, like you know, there's know. a it's a g- complex situation and and yeah. d- damage yeah. going on in his life. You know, yeah. to sure. have been married to someone like that and then to stay with somebody after that. They have a lot of kids together, right? You said they have They have four kids yeah. together.
1: Yeah, they're all older now. And yeah. she
0: might be a little mentally unstable that she's fucking a 15 year old kid and then she winds up going to jail, you know.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And then the fact that he's cheating on her and making her even more crazy than she cheated on him. I mean, there's an. I wish I could get them on my show. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there.
1: I'll uh, give them your number. No, <laughs> don't, please.
0: I, I, I'm just no, but how, how long ago did the wife have the affair?
1: It was like in 2004, so. Like 15 years ago. I guess. She was 29 and he was, I think the kid was 14 or 15.
0: Did you ever ask him how many times he's cheated on his wife? Did he say you're the only one? I mean, did you ask him about his history? Like, did he just start cheating? Was he, has he been seeing people since? Like maybe he's been revenge fucking this whole time.
1: He probably has. Like, when I first met him, um, he mentioned he had three sexual partners. I didn't say ever specifically how many I had to him, and he didn't ask. But um, I do think he was probably talking to another woman, like, while he was talking to me this whole time. I don't – I wouldn't put that, like, past him. You know what I mean? Like, I just guess – I mean, yeah. I think he's probably cheated a few times at least. Like, if he got married at 17 and says he has had – three partners like I think his wife was probably the first and so he had to have fucked a couple other ladies at least like no but so it's let's usually count double or triple as we say right
0: Yeah, I, would, I mean let's just count he has a wife and he has you okay you slept with him she slept with him and he said he had a few a few is supposed to be three you said three
1: so where's that yeah. one other
0: person? I don't believe him. But yeah,
1: no, I I don't. It doesn't matter if he's being honest or not. It, I'm never gonna know, and it's not like I need to know. Why did you break
0: up with him because of the wife finding out?
1: Yeah, it was just like was a lot. Like we had had sex the day before, and like he would text me all day from the time he woke up to when he went to sleep, uh-huh. and then. Uh-huh it just cut off all of a sudden the next day like in the evening he's just like i'm in trouble block this number and that was just like the last time we talked except a couple times he like messaged me on linkedin or google voice to just say like hey like i can't see you anymore but i love you you know or whatever very
0: dramatic (laughs) yeah and what did she start saying to you did she send you texts and stuff
1: Yeah, she sent me a text with some nasty stuff and told me, like, I should kill myself like my dad did and just shit like that. How did she know about you?
0: How did she know that shit? He told her?
1: I don't know. Maybe he told her or she looked at my social media or something. And, yeah, I don't know. Um, Do you want to have great socks?
0: Well, then you need to get yourself a motor bunny. Motor bunny is like a Sibian, but it's better because it's more advanced but it's also more affordable. Motor bunny rotates one way and then it goes another way. No other saddle toy does that. And no other guy does that, right? Motor bunny works for women, of course, but it also works for men. And if you're in a long distance relationship, it has a remote control. It is wireless. You could get your partner off from wherever you are at any time. Motor Bunny is a two times AVN award winning machine that is going to get you off harder and better than anyone can. <laughs> and today I'm going to give you $60 off your Motor Bunny. All you need to do is go to motorbunny.com and use my code strictly when you purchase either the original Motor Bunny or Motor Bunny Buck. That's $60 off Motor Bunny Original or Motor Bunny Buck. All you got to do is go to motorbunny.com and use my code strictly or go to the description below click on the link and $60 will be automatically applied at checkout thanks motorbunny for sponsoring this episode why on your social media if someone like rifles through it and really does a deep dive they could find out that information
1: yeah, I had a, a public profile. Like, I took most of my stuff down right now. I'm just taking a break off social media. But, uh-huh. um, yeah, I had some stuff up there. Like, I didn't have too much stuff posted, but just on Instagram, just some... Um, oh, listen, I everyone does it. Friend. I'm not judging you. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, most people, yeah, so, like, if
0: she really went digging, just like you went digging on yeah. her, she could find that out. And then she threw that in your Probably. face. Oof, that's a little harsh. But I could get why she would do that, because she, oh, you know, no you're worries. cheating on, you're yeah. banging her husband, but she fucked a babysitter. I still can't get past that. How, like, yeah. do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, so if she calls me a whore, I'm just like, whatever, fucking whore, you're a whore too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't get offended by whatever she's going to say to me. It is it is what it is. Well, you know?
0: could understand, you know. I mean, I just, yes. I just wonder how yes. many times she's caught him before because, like I said, he's very, <laughs> it's very odd that, you know he's on tinder with his face right there in his own town you know hooking up i know
1: and And they both live here like their whole life like most people that live here have lived here their whole life i've noticed
0: (laughs) right and like you said he's on his phone constantly texting you so he's looking down on his uh, probably when he's with her he's one of those i know
1: that's what weirds me out i'm just like I am a total loner living by myself, have no kids. Like, from my perspective, I'm like, what is this person doing that has, like, four people living with him and, all like, all these pets and family members stopping by? And how are you, like, texting me all the time? Like, it made me nervous, like, every day. And I always just thought, well, this will be the last time I talk to him because he's just good. And he texted me from his fucking regular number. Like, she could just see the phone bill of every thousands of texts that were sent,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes when people are married for a really long time, you know, cause I've had yeah. other people and I'm like, on And I'm always curious, like, wh- where do you text these people? And who are they in your phone? Like, because I'm always worried that these people are going to get caught, you know? And uh, yeah. I, I noticed that there's a lot of times with these people that are married for a really long time, they're like, oh, they would never look. Like, they're just so complacent maybe sometimes in their marriage that yeah. they no one's, like, looking through the phones or giving <laughs> a shit that they're looking at their phone and not paying attention anymore. I don't know. You know, they might be very, like past that stage where they're like you know married but not really you know the spark is gone and they don't really care about each other but they're together for the kids you know and they're just oh, yeah. stuck in like a routine and that's why he's cheating she's probably still cheating on him who knows i don't know i mean did she yeah. start busting up your phone with text or did she just send you one rude text
1: She sent me a really rude one and then I didn't respond for like a week. And, you know, there's nothing that I could respond or say that would make the situation any better or sound good. There's nothing I'm going to say that she's going to think I sound like a great person, you know. So Uh I tried to just be nice and say I wish you the best and stuff. And she just called me and told me I was a whore and swallowing his cum and tickling his asshole. (laughs) I was like, all right. I mean, I don't have a problem following income. That's not offensive to me. You know? I mean, what, was
0: she giving you details about stuff that you guys did together? I don't understand.
1: I don't know if he told her or what. But, yeah, those were just some of the things, like, she said to me on a voicemail and that she didn't care if I killed myself or whatever. But, like I said, I would not get too offended by it. I actually kind of was laughing about it because she did whatever she did. I'm not judging anybody. It's just, like... I honestly just at this point in my life don't think fucking is that big of a deal I guess so from my perspective like maybe I justified it in my mind a little because I'm like well they're just fucking whores anyway just like me and I just wanted I just want to fuck
0: who's a fucking whore just like you.
1: I mean the married couple the guy and the woman. You know oh right, I mean? yeah, right. So, of course
0: you're going to have to put it in your brain somehow so that yeah. you could feel like you said justified in the way that you're doing. You're not doing justified it like knowing that. it's bad. You had to figure it out some way so that you can move forward and do what you were going to do and without a guilty conscious. Sometimes yeah. though I feel like when you do get caught in a situation like that that's when all the feelings of guilt sort of flood in. Do you know what I mean? Like oh my god yeah. I what the fuck was I doing? And then you could get you know because then you're really face-to-face.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: Yeah. What does Ashley Madison have to do with it?
1: Oh, I don't know if I put
0: that or not. But Are you on Ashley Madison? I went on there a little bit, and
1: it sucks. Like, I never met anybody off of there, but... Um, I'm just saying, like, in Salt Lake in general, maybe you think it's some great, like, religious place, but there's tons of just married guys out there trying to fuck. Like, I talk to, I've talked to, i talked to quite a few of them just on dating sites, like, not met any of them because I was so, like, down this rabbit hole with this one guy, like, and he took up most of my time. Like, maybe that's why, too, is, like, he was just trying to keep me on the hook and occupy all my time so I didn't have time to, like fuck around with anyone else or something.
0: <laughs> I don't know. But you he was doing it for to occupy his time too. I mean, I've yeah, been with people like that totally. before and it's very captivating. And really? uh, when they're yeah. like I think it's called like love bombing, you know, they're it is, exactly. yeah. um but yeah. I think that there's something phony about that. Like there's something addictive about that to that where, you know, on some level you're like, is this all about me or is this a little bit about something going on with you? Because it's I don't think that that's uh it you know no relationship first of all can 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 sustain that 24/7 right. for the rest, you know what i mean who's who's in yeah. a relationship but in a normal relationship texting 24/7 every minute of the day yeah <laughs> it's a little much but i i understand getting taken taken by it if you're on the receiving end i've been involved with that kind of guy you know and yeah. i think that um you know, there's a little bit of bullshit there, you know, it, like, you know, how much of that is really real, but I, I get that you could fall for it. But you have to think yeah. to yourself, like what part of you, like what part of him is needing that and, and doing that because that's an extreme, right? And then what part of you is sucking it up and living on it? Because yeah. it's the same. It's kind of like the same maybe parts of you, you know, that you're looking for something. But it's not really yeah. reality. But, you know, like like I said, I think that relationships like that, like you were like flicking through Tinder. There was probably a lot of guys that weren't married, right? The first guy that yeah. you meet that is, and that's the one you sort of went with Probably on a sub, I don't think that you consciously make these, we don't consciously make choices to attach ourselves yeah. to bad people. Do you know what I mean? Never. And I have only had terrible relationships in my life, so I'm not judging you. I totally, <laughs> I'm, I'm there with you. Okay. I totally understand. I totally. just think on, on a subconscious level, we choose people who are unavailable when we're unavailable.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and I never wanted to stay in Salt Lake City, and I've always just told him that. Like, I hate Salt Lake City. I'm going to move back to Oregon because I love Oregon, and that's always been my plan. And, like, you're right. I didn't intentionally set out to meet a married guy on Tinder at all. No. Would never The thought never even crossed my mind. I never right. cheated in my relationship. Right. I've never actually cheated in a relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not totally divorced. I couldn't p- totally put myself out there, and you're right. Like, it was yeah. a discreet thing, that I didn't have to have anyone meet him or anything like that. My husband, my still, I'm still currently married. Like, yeah. my husband wouldn't have to know about him, or mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, it was, yeah. It was just, I was looking for a friend with benefits. I thought it was going to be a one-time hookup, but he just kept wanting to see me. And it was just kind of overwhelming. And like you said, the love bombing, it's a hit of dopamine, like every time you get a text. and
0: Yeah. And then it's a really good distraction for you for whatever's going on, especially through a pandemic. Okay, let's not take that out of this. You can't take that out (laughs) of this story. Okay.
1: I know. I because know.
0: Movie <laughs> I know a lot of girls. I know a, I have a lot of single friends that would have loved to be love bombed by anybody during this pandemic Seriously. because if you were single and alone, you're like it was God. and you know what do you have to focus on? Nothing. Just all bad stuff. You know, it's a it's a tough time. So it's very it, it's like the perfect storm for you to get it was. you know fall into a situation that maybe you would have never otherwise found yourself in
1: exactly that you put it perfectly like i didn't seek out for it to happen it just happened and i went with it and
0: now it's over but that's what people need to know because i think people could get very judgy right like oh you know on one end you're gonna listen this is gonna be on youtube and you're going to see comments on the bottom, right? It's just like... That's fine.
1: I actually would want to talk to people because I'm kind of bored right now. Yeah, right. And
0: that's But see, listen to what you just said. I mean, that's another reason why this guy was great because you you weren't bored when he was love bombing you. I mean, you didn't have time for that. And, you know, I think like, because it's interesting you said like, oh, I moved, you know, you got divorced and then you moved there because your whole family is there. But I think you know, on some level, you needed to go back there to sort of end that whole Mormon phase of your life. And you're in the middle of it. And you're but you're gonna leave again, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that will really help, you know, and I think you'll be able to make sense of the situation. When you're out of it, maybe two years, you look back and be like, okay, yeah, that wasn't right. But it was like, And people are going to be horrified by me saying that. But like the only thing you were ready for at that time and on some level it was right. Same with him. Like we don't know what's going on with him and in that marriage and everything, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. I I like to feel that I helped him. He told me that I helped him. And so that's what I'm taking away from it. And like I think a subconscious part of me like... I Maybe I wish my dad would have just fucked around and, like, had a good time before he died or something. I think there's, like you said, some deep, weird shit going on, and everything happens for a reason, and I ended up back in Salt Lake to just resolve some past issues, and I think he was probably actually, like, the perfect person for me to meet at this point in my life because I just got out of such a horrible situation and he was just so nice and he probably prevented me from meeting some real fucking creepy asshole dudes like while I was at this vulnerable like stage in my life you know like yeah. But
0: also when listen anything whether it's alcohol or you know getting addicted to a guy in your life or anything and I've been addicted to all those things right I'm an addict on Uh every level and I've been like a love addict where I could just become obsessed with a guy and just like I can't yeah. look away and you know whatever this, no matter totally. how bad it is you know um, and but and that has only been and a lot of times when I look and I put it in place in my life why was it happening because I was like trying to avoid something else that was going on so it was like the perfect distraction so sometimes when something yeah. is too intense that you emotionally like a divorce or the ending of your whole marriage and you know you're really confused about what's going on something comes in like this that really takes your attention someplace else it really helps because you're like avoiding your feelings you know you're not fully facing them i remember i had uh like a like an affair quote unquote i was like in my 40s and my and i was like fucking a 25 year old from the gym you know what i mean and i felt (laughs) some people don't think that's bad people think it's fine but i didn't feel right about it but i did it and i was like so into him like obsessed with him i was never gonna date him but i was like uh like obsessed with the whole scenario but my sister was going through breast cancer at the time. And I'm very, very close with my sister. And I remember being able to look back years later and realize like, oh my God, like that's what I was doing. I was like driving around with her while she was like getting chemo and getting wigs. And I'm like sitting there just like talking about myself and the stupid relationship that I was having. And I was was so not present for her, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't know how to be because it was too emotional for me. And I didn't know how to get there. Do you know what I'm saying? So it was like really like a distraction. So I wouldn't have to focus on something that was, uh, um, Like you know right. Hardcore and that's What's so bad about being an addict Because you do check out right and you're not Really present um, for Important things in your life um, and So that's what I would do I would find bad Relationships to get hyper fixated On so that I wouldn't have right. to deal With emotions or anything Deeply emotional for yeah. myself because That was hard to face now you Have a lot of things that were probably coming Full circle for you when you Left that marriage you know Um, and you know, you get a guy like this, like I said, it's the perfect storm. It's, and you get a pandemic that would have just, you just be sitting in your room, staring at yourself, thinking about all the terrible things in your life. So instead comes this guy who offers you the perfect distraction, you know? And so you were right for the taking. Like, I mean, it was just like, why, like a lot of people would do the same thing in your situation, you know? I would. I have. I understand. I wonder though, because I know when you are addicted to a situation or you get taken into that kind of a thing, even if there's 1% of you that is still hooked on that situation, you feel like you're in jail. Like it's really hard to fully let go. And I, I wonder like it's only a month out. You are probably still in jail in that.
1: Am I right? I think so, but I'm trying, like, after today, just really let it go. Like, that's why I wanted to just, like, talk to you about it. Then I talked to a friend, an old friend in Portland about it who's gone through, like, similar scenarios, and I'm just trying to get it all out so I can just move on and move past it and have a better future and not sit here. I'm not going to sit here and dwell on it forever, but you have to go through whatever you have to go through to get past it. Yeah, the only way
0: out of something is through it, 100%. But you have to just let go of this situation, and I think it really helps. It's going to really help for you when you hear yourself talking about this as a third person. Like You're going to be like, wow, that's really fucking powerful. Not just you talking to me. It's when you listen to yourself talking about it. Do you know what I mean? Like if your girlfriend called you up and was like, oh, I'm like, you know, I can't get uh, over this guy that was cheating on his wife with me, you know, is like you would be Mm -hmm. like, "Duh." so it's going to help you a little bit because I know that feeling of being stuck on a situation that, you know, in your mind is wrong. It's totally over, but like you're still a little bit hooked and it's very painful because you just want to break free, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. And just questioning, like I said, for me, it's just like, what does it all mean? Can I trust anybody ever again? Like, why do you guys even say or do these things? Or why say I love you and blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to process through all of it and be better for the experience.
0: Before you question the guys, just keep your focus on yourself and just keep working on yourself and what how much you trust yourself to take care of you and to make the right decisions and to put yourself in the right places. You have to treat yourself better. I think the fact that this sort of temporary bullshit relationship that you were in has ended is a sign that you are ready to move on and you're probably more available for something more real and you have all of that ahead of you. So, bye bye yeah. married psycho fucking gaslighter narcissist with the jail bait wife. Like, you know, leave that all there. You're going to get on a plane. You're going to move the fuck someplace else. You're going to, and you're going to figure out what you really want. Like, do you ever want to get married and have kids? Like, like, what does your future look like for you?
1: I don't know. I want to join just like a big family or something. Honestly, maybe that's what subconsciously drew me to him too, because like, I really honestly just don't have anybody in my life. I wouldn't mind being like, a stepmom or a step grandma. I don't know if I'll have kids at this point. It's not like something that's super important to me, but I could see myself being with someone who's a little older. Like
0: that has a family in place. Oh, that's, yeah. not, oh, that's, that's yeah. nice. Like you want that because you don't have that.
1: Exactly. So right. I think like, being with this older guy who's like seven years older than me made me realize like maybe I want to be with someone who's a little older and maybe I was like afraid of that before. So I'm just taking away like good lessons, like you said from that and, and taking away the positives that I learned from what I want for like my future and just leaving this behind. I didn't ever want to stay here. I thought I would only be here three months. That's the only reason I ever started like seeing him, you know, and it just kept going and going and It turned, like, with the virus, it just never ended. Like, I could, it hit all of us like a slap in the face. Nobody knew, like, what was going to happen. And it's still going. Oh my
0: God! Didn't what were and we were so dumb. Think about how dumb we were thinking it was going to just be three weeks. If you really thought it through, you're like, yeah, this isn't going to end until we get a vaccine. But I don't think we could have ever believed that in the beginning because it would have just know. been too devastating. If you would have told I, me on March 15th that, you know, <laughs> a year later we'd be still in the same position, I would have killed myself. And I saw a, somebody right. throw themselves off a building during oh the pandemic God. and kill themselves oh, right God. in front of me. Oh, yeah, God. it's it's terrible. It oh, has God. been in a very terrible yeah. terrible terrible time and in a weird way maybe it was good that none of us really understood how bad it was yeah. gonna get or be and like I said right. I, when I said the joke like oh I know a couple because I had a girlfriend that was like sweating guys through this whole pandemic she was just like dying to meet a guy and it's like how are you even gonna do it you know she would have been right. so jealous of the fact that you had a married guy sweating you for the whole time right me? because it's, it's like just a, yeah it was like just nothing going, just nothing <laughs> going on just like a big fat nothing you know it's like groundhog day in the worst way you know everyone's sort of biggest fear of just a mundane life of nothing no happiness no joy so you had this little thing that you took if you have any guilt about it or ever face those feelings like you know You did something wrong or bad or it wasn't right on whatever level but you're not like a wrong or bad or not right person. And same for him too. Who knows what's going on in that relationship and how many times he's cheated before and what she's known, you know. I think that you'd be better off spending your time, like I said, instead of worrying about like there's always going to be guys like this you know what you have to do is yeah. get yourself to a place where you wouldn't be attracted to it that because you yeah. wouldn't need it and i think that you know if you really would focus on exactly what you're looking for and be open to a real relationship yeah. again when you do that you won't have any you won't have any time for it you'll attract the
1: right person to you
0: and you're not going to be ready there you got to leave yeah
1: And if the sex wasn't so amazing with him, I probably wouldn't have even kept going. But it made me realize, too, that I want to find somebody that I can just have really amazing sex with. Because it does exist and it can happen. So it made me a believer again that I could maybe, like, have a sexual... A deeper sexual chemistry with somebody, I guess. So yeah, it's given me hope.
0: Yeah, and uh, why do you think you stayed with him for so long, too? I mean, it wasn't just the love bombing; it was the great sex. That's like, that's a that's really yeah. hard to walk away from. That's a pull and uh, that is just really powerful you know like really powerful Mm -hmm. chemistry when you really have it is very hard to walk away from but you know yeah you need to find somebody who's available when you're available that you also have that spark with because you didn't have it with your husband either right
1: i mean for no not really ever looking back on it and like I went into that relationship thinking I could change him. And I guess that's one thing I could say that I've learned is just like, don't go into a relationship thinking you can change somebody. Like that's one thing I took away.
0: from them. Yeah, duh. That's what all girls do. Like, We're women. We have hope. Yeah. We have hope.
1: Yeah. We think don't we have can hope. fix. Like, that's a, is, That's what it
0: is. Yeah, but I think that <laughs> that's an, I just talked about it on a show before. Like that's like an innate woman thing. I think yeah. that that, In this situation, I mean, you went in knowing. It's not like you got duped. I mean, how early into that relationship did he turn around and say, hey, I'm married?
1: Oh, like before we even met in person, I pursued it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was highly attracted to him and just felt some sort of draw. And we met like five days after we started chatting on Tinder and had sex like within that first week. And so it just really escalated really quickly for both of us. And, um, like he started telling me he loved me about six months into it. Like, and that's just, I guess what really confused me and really drew me in emotionally to where I was like, why
0: well that's better I thought you were going to say six days into it okay no, six not <laughs> well some guys do that I'm telling you like and people get taken by that shit I've heard yeah. girlfriends tell me, oh he's like already right, saying he, I love you I'm like that's a red flag they can't love you like that's bullshit you know but um, <laughs> it, that it was six months later that he told you
1: So I don't know that's when I started getting just like overly sentimental about it and drawn in a lot like winter is hitting you know the holidays and maybe that played a role too, but... Um yeah, so I just thought it was going to go maybe – I just thought it was going to end more gracefully, I guess, and that I was just going to leave and no one was ever going to know. Please. And it was,
0: you know. Please, <laughs> no. You could, it, stuff like that. I mean, but that, listen, that's why you learn, right? And that's why maybe yes. next time a guy tells you he's married, you might be like, see you later. Because Perfect. there's always going to be consequences. So, you know, consider yourself lucky Consider, you know, check it off, like lesson learned. Okay, thanks. You know, never do that again and move on.
1: I'm on the fence of whether I want to be in a serious relationship or not. Like
0: Until you figure out what you're really looking for, you're going to attract people that are in the same place too, you know? So if you're on the fence, just know that, you know, you'll meet probably guys who are on the fence too.
1: For sure, for sure. And be
0: careful because, you know, you can be taken. Anyone can with somebody that tells you nice things and texts you all the time and all that stuff is very, you're not, you're like no different than the mouse in the cage, right? That is given, uh, given things, right? I mean, we're all animals. We could get, there's like pickup artist classes where they teach men how to like get women hooked to them. I mean, like, you know, it's like,
1: I feel like that's what this guy is taking, or something. Yes. Like
0: Classic. Yeah, you're, and you're the. You were the mouse. You were the mouse. You fell for it. But the reason they did those studies, it's it it happens. It's real. It it works. Right. It fucking I know, works. I know.
1: Okay. I was vulnerable. I fell for the bait, and you know I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'll take away the good from it, and. Um, Yeah, I just want to get and move to where I'm going to be and then decide like what I want from a relationship if I want anything. But I got to get the hell out of Salt Lake. I hate it here.
0: Yeah, you did what you needed (laughs) to do. You broke ties with something that wasn't working in your life anymore. You know, this guy kept you company in the meantime. And now it's time to leave. And exactly. you should, and right. and you'd be lucky that it's over. It was nine months. Be very proud mm-hmm. of yourself that you were able to leave your last husband, and you didn't wind up on, like a girl on Dateline. Like I always like to tell people, like I mean, p- these people yeah. do murder their wives. That's that's the every yeah. Dateline story. I watch that stuff all the time. It's like, yeah, heed the warning. Like this shit happens, you know. and Yeah, and so I think it's really great that you did that, and you should feel very empowered by that and you're really you know
1: yeah.
0: have made a lot of the right decisions you know I don't think going into a relationship with a married man is the right decision
1: right
0: but yeah. <laughs> but like I said it was like the perfect storm and we've all done shit like that like on some level you got yours you got the bad rude text messages from the wife you're not with <laughs> yeah. him anymore
1: no I'm not and I won't ever be so oh, it's all
0: good. Yeah, it's over. So it was, the, honestly, it's the best thing that it happened, that happened that um, it ended for you,
1: for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep, you know, I'm just uh, going to put everything in place in my life. Like you said, I'm going to try to get a degree I'm just going to put myself in places I want to be and the right people will be like attracted to me like you said and when I'm in a space in my life where I'm happy and can decide what I want then it'll be like you said like energy is attracted he wasn't available I wasn't available we both got what we wanted from each other and the silver lining is like it helped me get over my abusive ex and forget about him
0: right exactly yeah and that's (laughs) what you needed That's what you needed at that time. Now you need to get out of Salt Lake. So you need to focus all of your energy and stuff on where you are going to go, getting the place to move to, whether it's a house or an apartment, getting your plane ticket and getting out and like doing that kind of stuff, you know, focus all your attention on that. And then when you get to where you're going to go, that's when you start to figure out what you want. Yeah.
1: And things are falling into place just like how you're saying, like, Um, I'm going to close on I'm I'm selling real estate and I'll get some money from that and I'll be able to just move out of Salt Lake um, and start the process within the next few weeks and I'm just focusing on that and looking for storage units and even looking for properties to buy like in a specific place I want to move and I'm going to move on and meet a sexy surfer who wants to fuck all day and I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And listen, what's wrong with that? If that's what you want Do you know what I mean? Like maybe listen, you were married for so long. Like maybe you just want to have some booty calls, but try to just like make your next booty calls or like maybe it's just guys you want to date that are just a little bit more available and they, so you don't wind up in this messy situation. Yeah.
1: For sure. For sure. Lessons
0: learned. Yeah, I mean, it's harsh, but that's the only way you learn. Trust me, I have a five-year-old. I mean, sometimes I'm like, fine, you have to learn the hard way, you know? But that's, like, sometimes the best way because you really do learn. But anyway, I hope you get something out of talking To me, I hope you get something even more when you listen to this back. Now, when you go to YouTube, there's going to be a lot of people commenting. Some people are horrified because people like, you know, you got to understand there's trolls out there. I deal with it because I get bad reviews and shit. And then, but a lot of, and so I have a thick skin to it. But people sometimes that are on my show see the YouTube stuff and they're like, oh my God, you know, don't worry about it. But you could get in conversation. I've been a
1: bartender. I've been a manager. All right. Oh my God. I've been yelled at. And so many Ways, I'm all right. But, but I, I don't, ones. I mean, like, you know, I always
0: try to sort of, it, you know, I always try to show people, like, I don't know, a different side of a story than to make people non-judgmental because I'm not judgmental on, you know, so I just hope that people don't see it, but you just can't help some people that are just super judgmental and listen with their blinders on and they just don't hear the bigger picture. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but hopefully some people will have some words of encouragement for you on YouTube. And let me know what you think after you listen to it. And thanks so much for calling in. What do we call yeah, you? Yeah, thank you Julie.
1: Uh, Jewel or Julie. Oh, Jules.
0: Yeah. yeah, Jules, Julie. All right. Thanks so much for calling in. Good luck with everything.
1: Right, thanks. thanks, Kathy. Bye-bye. bye Hey,
0: everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you wanna talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you wanna sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early early